stuff. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available on the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. Yay. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. 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 Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be reviewing Bad Batch 102 Cut and Run and 103 Replacements. This is our mm-hmm. second attempt because the first one didn't go well. Just uh, someone we, to push, push record. Push record. So um, we don't have any uh, feedback per se. We have no. uh, one news article, maybe two. I might have another one that I'm going to talk about, but we'll see here in just a minute. And we're going to discuss two episodes today. Um, like I said, episode 103. 102 and 103, cut and run, and the replacements. Um, And we have two questions of the week this week as well. So one for each episode. So let's uh, actually get ourselves into the news here. It's time for the news. Yeah, here's the news. All right, so the story I've got is um, about Alan Ladd Jr. He died recently. He was one of the first uh, people to um, green light and agree to, uh, you know, produce and uh, go with uh, Star Wars at 20th Century Fox. And... uh, he began working with George Lucas in 1973 um, when George was uh, supposedly a director for American Graffiti. Mm. Yeah. So, and this uh, lad guy was chairman and CEO of MGM United Artists. Um, he uh, was associated with uh, several of the Star Wars movies. Um, the Alien franchise, Blade Runner, Spaceballs, Thelma and Louise, uh, Chariots of Fire, and Braveheart. Balls of Space. Yeah, that's a funny movie. <laughs> Did you know that a uh, little point of trivia about that movie? Uh, 
um, they went to George Lucas to ask permission to make the movie. And um, George said he didn't care what they did and what they made front of and what who's, you know, they could use direct names if they wanted to, mm-hmm. but they could not sell any merchandise. That was his one stipulation. They couldn't sell any Spaceballs merchandise. Um, but I thought they did. Well, there was a scene in the movie there where was a someone scene in selling, the movie, but they didn't actually sell any real merchandise. It's all fake merchandise. Oh, okay. That scene in the movie is supposedly making fun of the uh, part where uh, George Lucas said they couldn't sell anything. All right. Anyway, uh, I can't seem to find this other article. Um. The one article I saw, and I don't have the source because I can't find it right now, but um, it's talking about how the Mandoverse is going to, um, you know, we've got Boba Fett and possibly Ahsoka and um, maybe something else that's going to be all in the Mandoverse, um, including the Mandalorian, of course. Um, and they're all going to come to a head eventually um, on this thing with Thrawn. So supposedly, um, the whole concept is is you know they're building this universe, and the mm-hmm. uh, climax is going to be uh, Thrawn-based climax. So you know possibly in Ahsoka they're going to find him, and then uh, you know because the the timeline meets up. So the Thrawn books all start around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, the first book or so, Thrawn has nothing to do with the Empire. He's still out in, you know, the Outer Rim area with his, uh, you know, people or whatever. Um, the only reason he actually comes this way is because he gets exiled because he, uh, he does things that they view as, uh, you know, unorthodox. So they exile him. Anyway, my point is, is uh, they're talking about... See, there's three books uh, for Thrawn, and they're talking about that's going to be the next Star Wars trilogy is Thrawn movies. They're going to make three Thrawn movies. They're going to they're going to culminate and, and get all this uh, to a climax, and then these movies are going to come out. And supposedly, they're going to be movies that are released on Disney Plus. Um, they may release them in theaters uh-huh. too, but they're going to be available at the same time on Disney Plus. All three, you know. Well, not at the same time, but okay. I mean, this 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 is a plan that's that's grand plan. So it could be, uh, you know, a couple of years before the movies even come out. Um, yeah. But um, that's the article I was I was talking about when I was that I I couldn't find. Um, that sounds pretty interesting. I, I think could. It, it could be. I mean. You, you don't know a huge amount about Thrawn except for except for Rebels. Yeah. Um, but I've read um, three books and um, they're weird because there's a, a series of them that are created that aren't that aren't canon, and then there's another series that reintroduced Thrawn, and those are canon now. And so I've read part of the the Legends stuff, but only one of the uh, the new ones. Um, and it, like you said, it's really interesting. It's uh, 
one of Thrawn's things, and they kind of mention it in Rebels, but his thing is is he uh, he judges um, cultures on their based on their art. So he he can tell you what kind of culture they are and what kind of people they are by just looking at the different kinds of art that they have um, in their oh. you know in, okay. their, in their museums and and you know like at their houses and whatever stuff like that. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, that's our two news things. Let me the news, and then uh, we have a commercial. And now a word from our sponsors. Does your bald head take a beating from shaving the sun and all of the things Mother Nature throws your way? Do ladies look at your dry, sunburnt head and cringe? Well, guys, there's a new product out there in the head care market that promises to rock your head. I mean, dome. Looks soft, clean, and touchable, and it's trending number one through social media and on YouTube. Introducing Dome Armor. It conditions with moisturizers like coconut oil and shea butter, protects with sunscreen up to SPF 45, and enhances your already sexy dome into an irresistible hands-on experience. Keep your head, I mean dome, safe and protected. Get dome armor. Now available in fresh bacon scent. Sure to get the ladies to come running in fine stores like Walmart and Lowe's. Oh, and for those still struggling with minor hair loss, try Grow Gain. This product will refresh, revitalize, and regrow hair on your dome. Not Grow Gain, but Grow Gain. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's, that's our, our sponsor. Yeah. Use but bacon, wow. You're get lucky I'm not there. I like bacon. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh-huh. Me too. I have to be licking your dome. Oh, that's kind of gross. <laughs> I don't want you licking my dog. Spoiler alert. Danger. You're about to be spoiled. This is your spoiler alert. We're about to talk candidly and explicitly about some TV shows or movies. If you have not watched them, please fast forward to the appropriate section. You will not be warned again because you will be spoiled. Alright, alright, alright. I mean, this has been out for a couple of years now, so we can't be that spoiled, but. Uh, so we're going to start with episode two, Cut and Run. Uh, this is starting out with landing on Sukumai. Every day. Every day. Hey! Hunter exits the cockpit to find Echo watching Omega and Wrecker sleeping. Sunday. What is it? Ah. Oh. Looks like Mama's home. Uh-oh. That's it. Santa grocery store. All right. So the scene opens up with uh, where Hunter exits the cockpit and finds 
Echo looking over Omega and Riker sleeping uh, from being tired from exploring the entire ship. Um, uh, they, and, the, and he asks what they're going to do with a child. Um, Tech informs them that they're approaching the planet and the uh, Marauder ascends scattering a Nexu and Nuna birds. Nexu is the big uh, cat-like uh, scary thing. Yeah. Uh, and they descend the gangplank and Omega uh-huh. follows. Uh, and we see where Omega is uh, actually sees the sunlight and kind of blocks it because she's never seen bright sun, sunlight like that before. Um, and she hesitates a little bit and exits the ship, breathes in the fresh air, and she uh, picks up the dirt and, is, and asks what this stuff is. Because um, she's never... It's dirt. She's never had dirt, seen dirt before either because she, you know, we, we talked about she lives on a, basically a, a, basically some buildings that are on platforms above the ocean. And it's because it's in the ocean, it's always raining and there's no barely yeah. barely sun all the time. So she's not used to any of this stuff. It's like a uh, laboratory. Exactly, a laboratory. And she uh, she skips around through the uh, area. Um, there's a forest of towering uh, bith and they walk through a field of plants with bulbous fruits. And she chases a butterfly as it uh, goes throughout the area. Um, Hunter adds that the person that they're visiting, uh, his specialty is um, staying off the radar. Um, But they've been friends for many years. Um, Echo asks if they can trust a deserter, prompting uh, Tech to respond to their deserters uh, as well. Um, and this is where we see Hunter hold up his fist and say, stop. Um, he's, he points out a, uh, booby trap, uh, line on the, near the ground. Um, and then Wrecker, uh, says, oh, I got this handled. And he jumps over the wire and right behind him is a laser trip wire. And, I thought that was and, uh, pretty funny. Yeah. And it trips up some, uh, battle droids. Those droids come up and they're they're not active droids, but they scare him and he shoots yeah. at them. And, um, Hunter tells Did him to stand do down. That? Did I do that? Oh. <laughs> Hunter tells him to stand down, and then they see uh, a Twilight named Sue Loinky and her clone husband Cut Cut Loinky. Sue and mm-hmm. Cut recognize them and ask them into their home. This is. So this is where we find out this is who they were meeting. Uh, Hunter and them all enter the home and Hunter introduces Echo and Omega since they're new to the uh, group. And uh, Cut asks where Crosshair is. And they reply it's complicated. Uh, And Cut says that... um, Rex came by and told him that the the clone troopers were turning against the Jedi. Um, and uh, that he says that Rex is only was only here for a day, 
and uh, one of, I think it's uh, Echo, now it's probably tech that says that the inhibitor chips is what's causing the clone army to kill oh. all the Jedi. Um, and then Omega explains the chip uh, is in there to modify their behavior um, based on certain things that are programmed in it, which is how Order 66 works so well. Yeah, they were. They didn't know that. And she was like, oh, matter of fact. Exactly. She knows, and that's probably because she works in the lab and has maybe tried to figure it out too because she's seen it happen and stuff. So, yeah. And then... Uh, she's pure, though. Yeah, she is. Cut and Sue's children... Um, enter the hut telling their parents there's a ship outside and then they instantly see their answer because there's people, the guests are there. Um, Wrecker um, gets excited to see the children. Um, Hunter allows um, Omega to go play with them outside. Um, they're playing with a ball. Um, and they teach Omega how to uh, catch the ball while they're outside playing. Um, Hunter explains that Omega's a clone also, and uh-huh. uh, that the Camonians did not create without a purpose. Um, and when he asks what Omega's purpose is, Hunter says he doesn't doesn't matter. She's just a child, and compared to it's it's easier or cut remarks that it's easier um battling droids than it is raising a child yeah and that hunter has no idea what he's getting into um this is where hunter says he has no choice because camino is no longer safe yeah she was uh i think Personally, I think she's smarter than she leads on to be. And yeah, she knows a lot more than, than she's letting everybody know. Yeah, um, and understands a lot more probably. Yeah, because they probably, think, they've I, been I, off doing missions, and she's been in the lab finding all this stuff out. Yeah. But still, I think you know she's pretty observant. She is. She's on, very good at at observing and, and finding out what what's going on and um, what people are like and stuff from that, um, which is um, kind of a trait that Hunter has. And, um, we True. were talking before, I think, I think we're going to find out that Omega um, in the long run is going to have all the traits of the entire crew in, in herself. You know, they, Hunter has his yeah. specialty record has his, I think we're going to find out eventually probably in season two that she has all the same exact traits just by herself instead of being separated. Um, let's see what she's else. So perf- she's, she's one and all and can switch yeah, between them. One and all. Um, and then uh, let's see. So we see here uh Okay, they talk, um, they're playing ball, and 
we cut to a scene that's later in the day um, and uh, cut says that they need to go into town so they can get passage um, on a freighter to get off off world. Um, and uh, he explains that Imperials are starting to confiscate ships and impound them in, in a lot over yonder. And See the first the first time that that impound impounding ship flew over, I thought it was their ship. Yeah, I kind of thought so too. And it was just another ship, I guess. But we yeah, we'll we find out later that that's what happens to their ship too. Yeah. Um, but you know. So they're there. Tech they're talking does that. To, uh, Tech does that. <laughs> yeah, and and we're getting to that real quick here. So, uh, so they're in town again. They're 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 talking to a merchant there, um, and cuts you know kind of whispers off to him and says, "We need to book passage off world." And the uh, merchant responds that they're that he can do that, um, but they need a chain code to get off world. Um, and and didn't, he doesn't he doesn't have that. Didn't um, that merchant kind of look like um that one club owner from Rogue One? Uh, maybe a tiny flip bit. Down, the flip down glasses or whatever. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, I know who you're talking about. Um She's the one that had Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Yeah, and Leia. Um, I forget her name too. Um, uh, and they talk about this. They talk to this guy, and um, cuts us cuts surprised. Um, but then uh, seconds later, a projection comes up um, where uh, Vice Admiral Rampart announces that all citizens can exchange their currency. For imperial credits, the war is over, and peace will bring prosperity for all. Um, and it, it also talks about um, registering it's for a register when you get your money exchanged. Yeah, uh, register. Right, and we see um, not long after that projection comes up, a civilian uh, traveler is trying to uh, book his passage off world, and he's arguing with a trooper because the trooper won't let him go through since he doesn't have a chain code and they argue a little bit and uh the uh civian uh, box off uh, and then cut size and implies the getting off planet was going to be harder than he thoughts um, and so our, our those two come come back and um we cut to a scene back at the Llewellyn uh, farm and um, Omega throws the ball past the fence and she wants to retrieve it. Um, but one of the other kids says not to do that. His name is Jack. I think is what they said. Jack. Yeah. Um, and that. we'll get it later. Yeah. Jack is distracted by Shea, which is the other kid. And, uh, Omega sees that she's by herself, so she takes the opportunity to sneak under the barbed wire to go get the ball. And they both, they, they, Shay tells the brother to go pack and um, protest. 
Um, and they soon realized that Omega is no longer around. And uh, we cut to where Omega has retrieved the ball outside yeah. of the fence, um, past the fe- some field of those uh, bulb-like plants. And uh, Shay calls out, warning Omega not to move. And we see one of those big next, next to cat things um, yeah. behind her, making all kinds of noise. Snack time. Um, exactly. And uh, we hear tech inside the hut talking that all transport is restricted without chain code. Um, Sue warns that Cut cannot sign up for one because the Imperial authorities will discover that he's a deserter. Um, and the next shuttle leaves for off-world in a couple hours. And this is where Shay bound, uh, interrupts jumps into the hut and says, hey, Omega's outside the perimeter. Come quick. And everybody goes outside. Um, and Sue pew, climbs pew, up pew, on pew. the roof with her, uh, her rifle. Um, and we see a terrified Omega and the uh, Nixu getting closer and closer to her. Um, Omega turns and runs and the uh, Nixu jumps at her, but Sue begins shooting at the creature, uh, wounding it once and then twice. And the creature uh, hunter goes out also and kind of forces his knife at the creature. And uh, between the shooting and the, and the knife, they, uh, they uh, escape um, back into the uh, protected area of the farm. Uh, and that's where we see Hunter kind of scold Omega, saying, hey, yeah. what are you doing outside the fence, you crazy little girl? You something like that. She could have been killed. Watch out for yourself. Yeah. And Hunt or Cut um, jumps in and says, hey, uh, you have to go easy on her. Uh, she's yep. you have to remember she's not a soldier. Um, child. And Cut bends and picks up and checks on Omega and hugs her and you know, says he's sorry and everything and um, carries, carries her inside and Wrecker asks if she's okay and um, Tech points out that it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> Hunter then asks Tech if he has the ability to falsify chain codes for the Llewellyns to get off world and Tech says he can, he can do it um, but he needs the the little card to save the actual chain code onto. Um, and they're watching the sunset. Uh, we see Omega, um, you know, still a little upset. Uh, means, meanwhile, Sue walks out of the house to find Hunter watching um, the forest and asks if he needs another set of eyes to watch and he praises her marksmanship because she apparently is a uh, uh, you know a long shot kind of yeah. shooter um, pretty good at it um, and uh, she adds that um, protecting children is is what they do as parents that's that's their only real job um, and uh he sees Cut and Hunter asks where Omega is, and Cut says that she wanted to stay on the ship. Um, and 
Hunter is is talking about uh, how she's not a soldier, and uh, you know they suggest some time. Cut and Sue want to bring. Hunter tells Cut and Sue that he wants them to bring Omega with them when they leave off world. He believes that they can provide something that um, he can't. And Sue asks, is that what he really wants? And Hunter replies that that's what she really needs. Uh, So, yeah. So he's willing to to protect her by giving her a family that uh, she doesn't really have and can't really have with the Bad Batch. And that's where we immediately said. Hadn't he already said back in a previous thing that they were they were a team and they'd never be separated? Um, I think that's what happens later on at the end of the show. Okay. When you know they uh, tell her that she's staying now or whatever. I think that's what happens because of everything that, that we see coming here in just a few minutes few minutes in this part of the show um because we cut to uh a scene where they're back on the marauder and uh echo and tech are talking um and they're talking about how they're gonna accomplish their task and everything and um tech uh talks about how ingenious it is to create a database to identify everyone in the galaxy and Tech says he already has a plan to um, get in to the controlled area and of the spaceport and get those um, cards. Uh, he says the Imperials are also tagging ships. And Echo asks Tech if the plan is to call the Imperial authorities and get them impounded to impound their, sh- their ship. And uh, Tech... Uh, affirms that and says um, that that's pretty risky. Um, And then we see that Omega is listening in the gunner seat. Um, And back on the ground, Hunter learns uh, the the news that Omega's on the ship and he warns um, Tech that she's on there um, because they don't realize she's there. And then they see her in the uh, cockpit um, and we see a scene where the uh, ship is being transported away. They've already called them, called it in, and the ship is being taken <laughs> away. Uh, and they end up at the spaceport impound lot, and we see them watching a, a trooper with a tablet in front of the uh, security guard uh, shack, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and they apply some magnetic uh, clamps to their ship so the ship can't leave. Um, shortly after, um, Tech and Echo uh, come out of the uh, overhead compartment and asks Omega how they can, how she can help. And he thinks that they can handle it and they want her to kind of uh, stay because it's it's too risky, um, and he tells her, you know, that the security booth is where the the cards are, um, 
so echo exits the marauder um avoiding some troopers um after the guard exits echo enters and he um inserts his little uh you know his arm to download the information he needs um and tech tells him they are safe in the kiosk but they can't seem to find the uh the cards to download them on and uh we uh we see hunter and the winkies um entering the spaceport getting ready to go off world um they still need the chain codes of course and tech contacts them and informs them that they're there and they can't find the chain code cards and that's when um uh, we see uh cut tells them that it's got to be someplace inside of a a safe somewhere um that's locked up um as the uh winkies and hunter wait in their queue to um board the ship leaving uh and this is where we see that um, Echo and, and Tech find the cards and grab the cards and come back to the uh, <laughs> ship. Um, and Tech and Echo are in there kind of basically programming the cards. And uh, one of them looks out the window and sees uh, a bunch of troopers heading towards them. Um, and they don't want to get caught with the codes. Uh, so Echo starts um, firing uh, towards the Imperial uh, troopers. Um, and he discovers that Omega and the discs are now missing. Uh-oh, they're gone. Um, and they see, they look through the window and then they see Omega outside sneaking through the spaceport with the discs. And uh, Echo doesn't have uh, an idea about what the plan is anymore. Um, The uh, She uh, she grabs them, doesn't she? Yeah, she grabs them and she's outside with them. And that's when we we cut back to Hunter and the Lewinkies in the queue still. We see a trooper walk by reminding them to have their chain codes ready. And Tech tells Hunter that Omega is, is going to pass the chain codes. And Hunter does not agree with that, but uh, Tech basically says they don't have a choice. She's already on the way. Um, and we see Wrecker run off to find Omega um, to make sure she's safe. Um, and Echo is outside now trying to disable the clamp on the ship. Um, and, and a clone trooper comes up on him and he tries to convince the trooper that he's a maintenance technician and <laughs> the trooper's about to report him so tech stuns him and um we see uh that a omega droid. bumps into a droid and the mm-hmm. droid starts to set off an alarm um and that's like an r2 unit yeah it's a different type though I, I think it says it's an R5. Yeah, it's an R-series That's astromech. Right. And um, at this point, this is where Wrecker finds her. 
and he knocks the droid down and picks her up and uh, meets uh, Tech and Echo at the ship. Um, and Wrecker uh, sends Omega on to meet the others at the uh, at the queue they're in to, to board the ship. Omega climbs over a barrier where three clone troopers demand um, to see uh, Wrecker's chain code. And this is the point where Wrecker puts up his hand and says, oh, it's over here. And he says, no, it's over here. And then he clunks their three heads together. Which, which is uh, <laughs> like you said, it was a Three Stooges moment three there. Stooges moment, yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, he knocks; they knock them all three out, um, which is kind of weird. I've always wondered how that works because of those helmets, or whatever. Um, the troopers begin inspecting inspecting the person in front of them. And uh, just in time, Omega arrives with the chain codes. Um, and Omega notices that Tech made five chain codes instead of four. Um, and Cut is surprised that Hunter did not tell her yet. Um, and so Cut and the family move on, and Hunter tells Omega that she is leaving with Cut and Sue. Um, yeah. Omega at this point is shocked and tells Hunter that she needs Hunter tells her that she needs a family and the Winkies are good people that will provide her what she deserves. And Omega says she wants to stay. Um, she wants to stay and, with the crew. And Hunter tells her she has to go. It's for her own good. Um, and uh, she gets back in line with the Winkies. But kind of, you know, is wondering what the heck's going on. They're at the, the kiosk and they hand off the chain codes. Um, the trooper scans them all. And, uh, you know, there's a little tense moment there. And uh, we're back at the Marauder then because um, they've obviously gotten through. Um, Echo works on deactivating the mag magnetic clip. And after a tense moment, a clone trooper manning the security kiosk approves the Loinkies chain codes and allows them to enter the spaceport. Uh, Omega looks back at Hunter um, and Tech informs Hunter that they've outlasted their welcome. They need to be uh, prepared we to leave. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is where we see uh, Sue touches Omega's shoulder and asks her if she's ready. Um, and Omega's yeah. still not decided what she wants to do. Uh, oh, we see. Decided. <laughs> yeah, she's decided. She just doesn't know how she's going to do it. Wrecker uh, throws a crate at a clone trooper, and Hunter begins fighting the troopers off as well. Um, that are attacking um, Echo and Tech at the ship. Um, Echo informs Hunter that the magnetic clamp system is not responding. And we see uh, Wrecker make it to the ship um, and uses his brute force to pull the clamp off. Uh, they all board the Marauder 
and Wrecker asks where Omega is. Um, before anybody can explain where she is, they hear Omega telling I'm, them to wait I'm for a... her. <laughs> wait for me. And she runs toward them, but a clone trooper grabs her by the ankles before she can get there. And Hunter shoots the trooper. Yeah. Um, we see Cut and Sue in the clan board the shuttle, and the shuttle takes off. Um, before they board, though, they see a trooper that um, kind of is questioning them. Says, "Hey, you look familiar." And uh, the trooper gets distracted by the battle that's going on between um, our bad batch and runs off and lets Cut and Sue uh, actually board the ship. Uh, we see yeah. the uh, shuttle take off and uh, the Marauder is not far behind, leaving uh, Sukumai. It flies, in, it flies itself into space. Um, and we come here to the, the light to speed and then all of a sudden it's like yeah. oh. they, we, oh. we uh, this is where we um, come to the last scene that we were kind of talking about um, where uh, they're inside the cockpit um, and Wrecker's using the droid to do the bicep lifts with it um, and Omega sits down and has a heart to heart with Hunter about um, her being with them. And this is where Hunter says that he uh, did not, uh, that she did not, he did not need to get rid of her. Um, yeah. And she reminds Hunter that she left Camino with them on purpose. Um, and this is where Hunter admits he has a lot to learn. And they sit, uh, this, the show credits run as Omega and Hunter sit across the table from each other uh, talking and um, you know being all soft and cuddly so that was that episode that was uh, basically a mission to get the Lewinkies off the planet yeah I just wonder where they went you know if we're going to hook up with them again and you know yep and that's a good question because that's one of our questions of the week the question is is will we see the Lewinkies again and um, knowing that our team went to see them almost immediately after they left the uh, Camino planet I, I would say that we probably are going to see them again um, you know I think we uh know not to spoil anybody but i think we know from this season here that we don't see them again this season but no i'd be willing to bet that we see them again soon um and then we go a few let's uh let's run a wands commercial we are proud to welcome <laughs> our latest sponsor wands cantina where every first week of the month on the standard galactic calendar we celebrate with the ancients called Cinco de Mayo come join us at wands with mariachi music and 34 flavors of margaritas that's wands cantina right next to the hangar 94 of Mos Eisley spaceport on day two of the week is Taco Tuesday 
All tacos are half a credit each and enjoyed with our house margaritas. Juan's Cantina also serves the Glock. Nacho cheese. Camarones Azul Cerveza. Important. <laughs> Thank you again for our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina. Cerveza. Yeah. Alright, so that's Juan's Cantina. Right next to the uh, hangar that uh, Han Solo's ship was parked when uh, Luke and yeah. Kenobi were leaving the planet. Your okay. ship, you mean? Hmm? Your ship. Where yeah. you parked your ship. Yeah, my ship. Um, that you're on. Exactly. I'm flying <laughs> through the galaxy on the... Uh, And uh, so the next episode that we're reviewing today is episode three called The Replacements. And uh, we join our crew on the uh, Marauder um, going through hyperspace. And it's uh, uh, we see um, Omega is reading a tablet uh, while leaning against the uh, gonky droid. Robot. and Hunter enters and um, says it's chow time. And he hands her a ration bar. And we see Wrecker get excited. And he slides down and says, about time. Grabs his <laughs> uh, ration bar and chows it down instantly and asks for another. Um, and Hunter says that the rations are low so that he doesn't get another one. This is where we see Omega offer hers. And uh, as Wrecker reaches for it, Hunter uh, reminds Wrecker that she doesn't even have a place to sleep on the ship. Yeah. You're going to take her food too. Um, so Wrecker uh, lets her keep the, the ration bar. And that's when we see the lights flicker. Oh, no. And Hunter yells at Echo and he thought, they had fixed this problem and uh, tech explains this ship got pretty hard hit pretty hard when they were leaving um, by all the uh, fire from the troopers um, and echo points out that he uh, is willing to help and tech is talking about uh, building a scanner to test the functionality of their inhibitor chips yeah, um, to figure out why theirs fail. Um, Tech says no critical systems on the ship have been compromised and the ship shutters and drops out of hyperspace. Uh, Echo reports that a power capacitor is blown and they need to land immediately. And this is the scene where we see um, the ship um, preparing to land and they prepare for a crash landing because they don't have very much power. Um, Wrecker straps Omega in. Um, this is, you know, her first crash landing, so she has no idea what's going on and is scared. Um, Echo reports that there's a storm um, and it's getting worse. Uh, and they he announces they need to replace the uh, power 
power core or whatever. Um, yeah, before they leave, capacitor. and he sees that they have a spare one in stock already on the ship. Um, so they uh, they look around for it, and um, during that process, they find uh, Crosshair's weapons kit, and you know Wrecker sighs and says he admits uh, that he misses Crosshair, um, and Echo reminds him that Crosshair shot him. And Tech responds that Crosshair's portrayal could be due to his inhibitor chip. <laughs> and uh, Hunter says, uh, stop bickering and go fix the ship. And then we cut to a scene that's back on Camino. Um, this scene's called Special Forces. And we see uh, uh, CT-9904, which uh, is Crosshair. Uh, going a met, undergoing a medical scan, and uh, he he is informed that um, all his vitals are at optimal levels. Tarkin and Nala say are watching, and Nala say uh, reviews the notes on the procedure and replies that, um, and, and Tarkin replies that he hopes that uh, he stays that way. Uh, and then we see Vice Admiral Rampart enter the room and Tarkin congratulates him on the chain code initiative. It's being, it's been successful at allowing them to track um, people. And uh, he asks about the project war mantle and Rampart confirms that the recruits are ready to begin training under their new commander. Um, Rampart tells Harkin his vision for a largely enlisted army um, and assures that Camino Nalase assures him that Camino can provide clone enough clones for such a force. <laughs> wow, I sneezed. <laughs> uh, but Rampart insists the combination of recruits trained by clones is optimal for strategy. And one that Tarkin seems to support. Um, and we uh, we have Rampart introduce Tarkin's uh, to the Empire's first elite squad, and then we cut back to the uh, the moon that the uh, Marauders landed on. Echo and Tech leave the ship to replace the capacitor. Um, and Echo investigates a snarling sound off in the distance. He finds some scratches in the ship, and they uh, they go back on board. And uh, Tech confirms that other systems are failing, and we see outside a creature crawl up and pull the capacitor back out. Um, and takes and it, it turns everything inside to into darkness because they have no power anymore. And we see Omega looks out the window and sees the creature run across the viewport holding the capacitor. And Tech identifies the creature as an Ordo Moon Dragon, which feeds on pure energy. Um, and he he has stolen the the part because of the massive charge it holds. Um. Hunter orders Tech and Echo to get the other systems online while he retrieves the capacitor. 
Um, he also tells Wrecker, uh, who was injured, to stay behind. And Omega offers to go with Hunter. Um, but he refuses to let her go, saying that this is going to be dangerous. She asks um, if she is part of the squad, and he relents and tells her to stay close as they both um, embark on their journey outside. Uh, then we go back to um, Camino and the four elite, four members of the elite squad undergo medical checks. Um, and one of the tr troopers uh, pushes off the droid and says that he doesn't need to be tested. And um, another trooper asks why they're fighting because the war is over. And uh, he replies that it's ES1 replies that food and roof over his head is more than the Republic ever did give him. Yeah. So he's getting more than. Uh, got with the uh, old guys uh, then we see Tarkin and Ramport and Prime Minister Lama Su watching the squad um, Lama Su says enlisted recruits can never match the effect effectiveness of clones but Rampart disagrees replying that skills can be taught and that loyalty of those who are willing to enlist is where the values lie Tarkin calls a test for the crew and he asks for the squad to be deployed to Alderaan to locate and wipe out Saul Guerrero's camp that um, Clone Force 99 had, did not do. Um, Lama Su leaves the room with concern on her face. Uh, and then we go back to the moon. We see Hunter and Omega tracking the dragon on the moon and we see uh, Hunter kneel down and examine some dust, and then um, Omega mimics him. Um, yeah. And we see Omega pretty much mimicking everything that Hunter does, trying to learn how he uh, does what he does. Um, uh, and Hunter kind of tells him that his that's his enhanced skill is tracking. And Wrecker and Tech have their own skills too. Um, Omega adds crosshair also and um, tells and she tells him that they shouldn't be mad at, at crosshair because he can't help it. That's oh. the way he's been conditioned. Um, and Hunter says Except he's angry with himself instead because of he left someone behind from the team. And we cut back to the uh, elite squad. They're on their way to Onderon. Um, it's all Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, the one of the troopers uh, they are calling ESO one kind of questions Crosshair why he's the um, leader of the troop. Um, and talks about him being replaced. Once on site, um, Guerrero's team quickly overwhelms the, the squad of troopers. Um, as as we see another off. shuttle take off. Um, yeah, they start questioning the people left behind. Yeah, and the squad approaches the survivors. 
and Crosshair asks the remaining soldier where Guerrero is. And she tells him that uh, she will never tell him that answer. And that's when we see Crosshair kill her while she's talking. Yeah. And then that. Yeah. Then the... and he approaches the refugees now and asks them if they know anything. And they just say they were promised uh, passage off world. And Crosshair raises his weapon, saying they're no use to the Empire. And one of the uh, elite squad troopers intervenes and says that Guerrero's fighters are dead and they should just bring the civilians in. And Crosshair argues that that's not their orders. Uh, and the clone trooper or the elite trooper says that their orders are wrong and the squad won't obey them as their soldiers and not an execution squad. Yeah. And uh, so, we see, oh, bye bye. Yeah, we see uh, him arguing a little bit more with Crosshair, and Crosshair okay. asks him if he knows why they put him in charge, and he says it's because he's willing to do what needs to be done, and he kills him just like you said. Yeah. Um, and he tells uh, the rest of the squad. That good good soldiers follow orders. Follow orders, yeah, that's it. He uh, orders the rest of the squad to execute the rest of the civilians. Uh, and then we uh, cut back to, to the moon again. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hunter and Omega locate the capacitor. And as just as Hunter goes to retrieve it, the dragon knocks him over and runs away with the part again. Uh, Hunter turns gasping for air as his mask has fallen off and uh, Omega finds his mask and puts it back on um, but Hunter is already unconscious um, and he, so he's passed out and uh, Omega tries to call for help but the storm is not allowing her uh, comm signal to go through Um and Omega sees the dragon go down a burrow. Um, and Omega decides that she's going to take a deep breath, grabs uh, Hunter's pistol and flashlight, and goes down the burrow to uh, find the uh, dragon. Um, as she makes her way through, she finds the capacitor and talks about how lucky she was. Um, and just as she turns to leave, the dragon's right there behind her. And the creature roars. Uh, and Hunter or Omega lifts up Hunter's uh, blaster. Yeah. And just Doesn't at that she moment. Throw the flashlight, though? Yeah, we, she throws it at him here. Um, just as Hunter wakes up and is calling for, for, for her on the surface. Um, and that's when she throws the flashlight. Um, cause it distracts the, uh, dragon. Um, the dragon takes the flashlight and starts to, uh, um, absorb the energy off the flashlight, giving Omega enough time to escape up the hole, um, and find Hunter right there. Uh, and she was, she's excited and tells Hunter that she's excited that she was able to, um, Help complete out. the mission without using the blaster. 
Yeah. And then we cut back to the elite squad again. Um, they have come back from their mission to Camino and missing one, uh, one, one soldier. Yeah, Tarkin notices they're missing one, and Car- Crosshair reports that Guerrero has moved on, but the rest of the camp was dealt with. Um, and Tarkin is very impressed with Crosshair. Uh, he tells Tarkin tells Ramport that the clone program is an expensive relic of the past, but that it will continue to have its place until the right time. And Rampart agrees. Uh, and Tarkin leaves everything in Rampart's hands. Uh, somewhere else in the city, there's a meeting between uh, Lamasu and Nalase talking about Rampart's program. And we see uh, Lamasu is worried that the clone program is going to become obsolete. Um, and Nalase also warns that the genetic material from Django Fett is degrading and they uh, will not be able to use it for very much longer. And that's when we see Lama Su reply that they must move on to the next phase, the development of a superior clone, which will secure Kamina's relationship with the Empire. And Nalase says they will need a new genetic source and that the clones they need will not return willingly. Uh, Lama Su replies that the, their Camino property and that's the only thing they need. And we see Crosshair with the squad. They return back to the old barracks of Clone Force 99 um, and the, uh, the uh, lead squad begins to take up um, bunk in their leftover bunks that's not crosshairs while crosshair sits in his bunk and kind of he sits on his doesn't he doesn't it look like he has afterthoughts or he's he's evaluating something that's for sure we don't know really what it is but um and then we uh cut back to the uh bad batch on the moon and their ship is repaired um and we see Wrecker tells Omega, hey, I've got a surprise for you. Close your eyes. And he reveals the refurbished gunport room has been made into her room. Um, yeah. And she jumps up in there with the uh, Tuka doll, Lola, and uh, takes in the she's, space. She's all happy about it. And now she's a part of the team. She's now, and Hunter's, this is when Hunter tells her that she's now part of the squad. So, that's when the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know what those, the, uh, Elite Squad? Clone makers, you know, I don't Oh, the Camonians or whatever? Yeah, I, what, what they have well, up their sleeves, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is. And that's that's our um question of the week for that episode is what is the next phase of the Camino clone project? Um and we kind of talked about this uh, before when we forgot to record, but um do they you know, do they have another place they can go? Or do they have to be on a water planet? 
you know? I mean, probably not. They can know. probably take their research wherever they need to go, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's about just secluded that. and stuff, so people don't, uh, you know, bug them or okay. whatever, I guess. But yeah. um, we were kind of talking about how um, possibly uh, clones like our uh, our Clone Force ninety nine and, and Omega is the next phase, right? Um, mm-hmm. Troopers, maybe with specialties, or you know, maybe uh, like we were talking about about Omega, where um, it's a trooper that has all the specialties built in, um, like we think Omega might have. Yeah, um, and that's heck. I probably think the Omega reason why we Omega might have life force. Yeah, she might be able to. She might be able to be one with the force. We don't know. We don't know yet. Um, she hasn't displayed any of that. And and like I was saying, that's one of the things that um, the Camionians um, experimented with when they were first making the clones that became our uh, clone fighters uh, for the Clone Wars, is they were trying to um, infuse force sensitivity into their clones. And they were never able to. Um, they kept on experimenting and, you know, maybe we're, uh, we're kind of wondering if um, Omega is the result of that experimenting. Um, so, you know, hopefully you guys can kind of give your opinions too. You know, we've got multiple places you can um, there's all go kinds to our of polls and vote on them, but there's a place there for comments. There's all kinds of tie-in, Kyle, with that. You know, I was just thinking about it. Since we didn't record that, you know, to uh, Rogue One. Yep. You know, how she was a child prodigy, seemed to be. Yeah, kind of. It's always seemed to be the children. Yeah. Well, they always seem to start out early with them, right? Yeah. Um. Which is kind of weird, you know. It's always weird. It's always been weird to me that the, you know, the Jedi recruit their recruits as kids. Um, you know that that sounds kind of weird to me. It's just why does it matter? And I think that's why, um, you know, they don't they aren't really talking about it right now. But in Legends, um, Luke Skywalker when he starts his his new Jedi Order is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, he allows his recruits to have attachments. He allows them to, you know, uh, have relationships. Um, okay. And, and I think honestly, that's what's happening with Grogu is he's yeah. allowing them to have a relationship, but Grogu is probably going to come back and get trained. Um, you know, that's the same thing Luke did. Exactly. And that's why he believes that way. And, he also does not necessarily believe that they have to be young kids either. No, um, no. And and again in the legends, um, he recruits people that are you know some of them are older, some of them are young kids, some of them are are you know well, let's say twenty thirty years old when he recruits them. It, he doesn't care what the age is because he knows that he learned how to do all that stuff when he was. You know, I think I think in the show. The movie he was like sixteen or whatever when Obi Wan Kenobi and him um, yeah. left Tatooine. 
he knows that um, it can be done even if you're uh, not, you know, an infant, let's say, or a child. Uh, and, and he's going to have to do that anyway because, you know, his choices are limited now since you know, most yeah. of the Jedi are gone. This, uh, all right, badge. so that's... It's that's cool. that's our entire show. We've gone through both episodes. Um, I wanted to remind everybody uh, again with the questions of the week. You can um, put comments in there after you've answered the question. Um, you can go to our website, and uh, there is a comments um, feedback little section where you can fill out a form. Um, we are on YouTube. Um, this video that. Uh, of Scott sleeping most of the time is going to be up on YouTube later on. Ha ha ha. And oh, my eyes are uh, giving, giving me trouble. <laughs> and uh, there are comments that you can put on YouTube. Um, and I believe uh, there's a couple other places that you can put comments and we, we will be watching all of those areas. Um, so, you know, please, uh, Send your feedback, leave comments, whatever you need to do. Um, we'd love to discuss them with you. Anything else, Scott? No, I just got to go put my eye drops in. All right, let me hit the... Uh... Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash... R-A-B-R KyleDrickinson.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Bridging Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, That's or submitting fine. feedback directly from the site. That's Again, fine. all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Preacher Room website at us. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott. Say goodbye now. Goodbye hey now. man, bye bye now. Behave. Yeah.